This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 29th, 2023. Non-negotiables. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Good morning, Connection Community Church. We're here today to talk about John 14, 6 where he says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. So in this passage, Jesus provides direction to us, doesn't he, babe? Yes. He gives us our roadmap to eternal life. He demonstrated how we can have an everlasting relationship with our Heavenly Father. That is the way. The truth to me means the Word, and in Jesus, the Word is flesh. Um, He gives us the blueprint of what to do and how to do it in order to get to heaven. Indeed he does. He is our example of what's good and right. He is our source of our physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental life. And that's non-negotiable. Hi everybody. So that was Lynn, formerly Beattie, and now she's Lynn Brown. They got married like four months ago. Aren't they cute the way they were looking at each other? They attend the 8.30 service, 9 o'clock service. Sorry, I was going back in time. 8.30 service, 9 o'clock service. They're back there normally. They go to the early service. Yeah, yeah. Lynn is part of our lay leader and nominations team. Rock is part of our gatekeeper team, which is security and we just appreciate their ministry. Their biggest ministry really is prayer warriors on Sunday morning with anybody who would like prayer um, at that particular service. So we just wanted to introduce them to you and um, it's good to have them up there. It sure is. Good morning, Connection Church. Isn't this just a glorious day to be part of God's kingdom, amen? Amen, good job. So it's week three of our new series. I I just have to say, there's a lot of green out there, Alan. I saw a little red. I'm not going to comment. Go Eagles. Okay. Um, Non-negotiables is our series. It's uh, week three. And we're looking at uh, the non-negotiables, our our bedrock beliefs, who who we are, what we believe, and why we believe it. So this morning, we're going to focus on uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are honored and blessed that you chose to set aside some time this morning so that we could worship together here and online. We're one church with a lot of different locations. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, thank you so much that we, that our mission is to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. And Lord, settle us in. This particular message is is what we believe. It's non-negotiable. And it's it's your words, Lord, that we're, we're sharing. And so settle us in, whether we're at home or on the road or listening or right here. Remove any distractions so that we can have laser focus on you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody agreed and said? 
Amen. Amen. So the scriptural basis for today's non-negotiable, we find in the 14th chapter of the book of John, the Gospel of John, the Good News of John, which is the fourth book in the second part of the Bible, the New Testament. This is the part of an extended teaching on the part of Jesus. He's sharing with his disciples. In the previous chapter, chapter 13, he, he washed the feet of his disciples after sharing his last supper with them and then told them that of a betrayal that, he was go, that was going to happen to him very shortly. And he told Peter that even Peter, and Peter was very close to Jesus, even Peter would, would uh, disown Jesus, not once, not twice, but three times before the rooster crowed the next morning. And then in the next chapter, it's John chapter 14, Jesus offers some words of comfort. It's like, oh boy, this, sound, this is good. Uh, and he's preparing them for when he will no longer be with them. He's preparing them to continue to share the good news of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection when he is no longer physically with them. John 14, verses 1 through 4, Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going, Jesus says. Mm. And so, so Jesus uh, takes this time uh, 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 with his disciples to, to paint a really beautiful, kind of serene picture, uh, 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 telling of his father's house with many rooms, and he's looking toward death, but death here is not that horrible end that they're used to thinking about, to knowing about. You know, death usually is decay and stench, and it's, it's not something that we want to uh, be a part of. And, and yet, here we have a, a future uh, beyond death that to anticipate, to look forward to, to long for. That's what Jesus is giving them here. He, he's, he's telling them that he's going on ahead to get things ready for them. He'll be back, he tells them, to take them to be with him. They, they, they will be where he is, and they know the way to the place that he is going, he tells them. Well, the disciples weren't really following Jesus. <laughs> they were not up to speed with this. In fact, they said they didn't have any idea what he was talking about. And it's Thomas. Thomas is the one who spoke up. Now, I would have thought it was Peter, but it was Thomas. Doubting Thomas, you might, I think he gets a bad rap because he just asked the questions that we're all thinking about. This is the Thomas who needed proof when Jesus died and, and came back before he rose to be with God, the Father Almighty. You know, he says, just let me touch you. Same Thomas. He spoke up and he said, we don't know where you're going. We have no idea of the way that you're speaking about. And then John 14, 6 through 7, this is the New International Version. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth 
and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Interesting response. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. I am. That's one of the seven I am's that we read in the Gospel of John, where Jesus identifies himself as I am. We might remember in the Old Testament, uh, God saying, I am who I am, when Moses says, who, who do I say you are when I have to go before Pharaoh? What do I say? And he goes, God says, I am. Well, now Jesus is identifying as I am, the great I am. You'll read in John, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am, the list goes on. I am, Yahweh, I am. So let's start with I am the way. So when someone asks you for directions, there are a couple ways to respond. And the first way is to give them the directions. You know, you say, uh, okay, well, you, you, you go straight down this road for about uh, a half a mile, and you take a right, and you go two blocks, and when you come to the Wawa, <laughs> you, you, you take a left and you go down about three houses, and that's the place you're looking for. You, 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 you tell them how to get there. And then... Another way would be to show them the way. Now, we used to have to like get in the car and say, okay, I'll, I'll show you the way. My GPS shows me the way as I watch the route on my phone. There it is. Go this way, go that way. It is showing me the way. Mm -hmm. So Jesus didn't just tell them the way, and he didn't just show them the way. See, Jesus is the way. Say, Jesus is the way. The disciples didn't know where Jesus was going, <laughs> or, or even where they were going, but that was okay. They, they didn't need to know the way because Jesus is the way. No one had to show them the way because Jesus is the way. They just need to trust Jesus. They just need to follow Jesus. He, he will lead them where they need to go. And that's because Jesus is the way, the way to salvation, the way to the Father, the way to heaven, the way to the everlasting, the way to eternal life. No one comes to the Father except through him. No one. That He is the way. Now, there are some who believe in something called pluralism. I might step on some toes here. Pluralism, it's from a religious standpoint, there's an idea that there's more than one path to heaven. There's more than one way, and all paths are equally valid. And the challenge here is you can't be a Christ follower and a pluralist. That, that that doesn't, that doesn't work. 
You see, Jesus stated that no one comes to the Father except through him. No one. Jesus isn't a way. Jesus says he is the way. I am the way. And uh, he is the way here on earth and in heaven. And if he wasn't the way, then why did he have to die? Why would the sacrifice be so great if there was an alternative? Why would God make his son, choose for his son to die on the cross for us if there was another way? He is the way. We have all sinned. We fall short of the glory of God. And we can't pay for that. Jesus' life, his blood paid for that. We're just not that good. <laughs> but he is. In fact, he's perfect. The perfect way and the only way. The way and he is the truth. Now the world likes to play fast and loose with the idea of truth. What's true for you may not be true for me. It's a relative, uh, uh, relative thing or so the world thinks. Relative to the situation, to the people involved, to the time and place, and on and on and on. The trouble with this idea of relative truth is it's not really truth at all. With relative truth, there's no absolutes. What is true one minute may not be true the next. And when that happens, you've got to question, where is the truth in all this? We like the idea of relative truth. Because we can make our own rules. We can do what we want. We can be free and think it's okay. Truth isn't something that... God's truth is absolute. It's absolute. Truth is truth. And truth isn't truth if it's based on just what I think or what I feel, it's based on Jesus, who is the way, who is truth. Jesus equals truth. Jesus is the truth. He said it. He meant it. He is the truth because he is the son of the living God, and God created all truth. There's nothing about relative about God. He's absolute, absolute truth, absolute truth from beginning from the beginning, when the earth was a, I love the way the message describes this, the earth was a soup of nothingness, a, bottom, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. From before that even, God created then all we see and all we don't see. And that includes the truth. God's word. God's word is true. And then in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, we read this in the message. The Word became flesh and blood. In other words, in Christ, the Word came to life. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. I love that. We saw the glory with our own eyes. The one-of-a-kind glory like Father, like Son. Generous inside and out. True 
from start to finish. And so we see that from the beginning. Psalm 85, 86, verse 11. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. So what other truth is there than God's truth? See, he is the foundation of all truth. It all stems from him. And Jesus follows in his Father's footsteps. John 8, 31 through 32. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the... And the... will set you free. The truth will set you free. God's truth, Christ's truth, the absolute truth. Jesus talked about truth when he compared himself in John chapter 10 to a shepherd. Here's what he said. Jesus said, very truly I tell you. Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Mm. See, the shepherds out in the field to, to kind of contain the sheep, they, they would create these fences with stone, these barriers, these uh, blockages, and and, and they would these like round sheep pens with stone, but there would be an opening for the sheep to go in and to go out. And, and at night then, the shepherd would literally lay across that opening. Uh, the, the, the sheep would have to go over the shepherd. He was literally the gate to that pen. And Jesus is comparing this to us going through him to realize salvation. He's the gate. It's through Him and Him alone that we are saved. That we connect with the Father. That we realize everlasting life. And that's the life Jesus is talking about when He says He is the way, the truth, and the life. Eternal life. Forever and always in heaven in the presence of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus came so that we may have life and have it to the full. And the good news is that we don't have to wait until we're in heaven, in the presence of the glory of God. We can have life and life it to the full right here on earth. We say that in the Lord's Prayer, that prayer that Jesus taught us to say, here on earth as it is in heaven and so what that means for us is that here on earth, having life and have it to the full means that, yes, there's a lot of joy, but we can count on the presence and the peace of God in the midst of all times, when it's low, when it's high, and all in between. That is the joy that we have. That is the joy to the full. 
that he so lavishly dumps on each one of our lives. Here, we're not lost. We may feel lost, but we're never lost from the grip of God. There's nothing, there's no way that we're out of the Lord's reach. Nothing can separate us from the love of God through Christ Jesus. And so Jesus here is telling us, have life to the full here on earth and in heaven. But there is the thief who wants to come and steal, kill, and destroy Steal our dreams, kill our joy, and destroy our lives. But he doesn't win. When we're in Christ, Christ wins. The victory has already been claimed. The triumph is done. When we're in Christ, we're always with him. We're never separated. That is the victory that we get to live in each and every day. And when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and life, that's what he means, that he is our source of life, Jesus and Jesus alone. In an earlier scripture, Jesus compared himself to bread. You know, bread's that sustenance that we rely on. Bread of life. It was after he had fed the 5,000, if you remember that story, with bread and fish. He told his disciples to work for food that endures to eternal life, not not food that spoils. They they thought of the manna in the desert back when when the Israeli people had left Egypt and were wandering for 40 years, the manna in the desert. And Jesus told them that it wasn't Moses who had given them bread from heaven, but it was the Father. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son of God and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. So it is Jesus and Jesus alone who is the way to the Father, who carries the truth of the Father, who brings the life of the Father. Jesus and Jesus alone. And so the question for today is, do you believe? Do you believe that that He gave His life so that you might have yours through eternity? Have you made Him your way, your truth, your life? If not, my question for you would be, what are you waiting for? Why not today? Why not invite him into your life today? Because it's a pretty simple invite. Lord, Lord, it's a recognition. Lord, I'm a sinner. 
And we read in uh, Romans uh, 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So we're all sinners. Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I understand from what we talk about here in church that you're the, you're the Savior. I need you in my life. It's a pretty simple prayer, isn't it? Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Please come into my life. Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Please come into my life and save me. Maybe you've said it before. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, if you have, it doesn't hurt to say that again. <laughs> it's a prayer we can say every day, can't we? <laughs> Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Please come into my life. If you've never said it before, I would encourage you, make today today. Make today. Sue is in the back. If you need somebody to pray with, Sue would love to pray with you. Go back. Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Please come into my life and save me. That's the good news. Let's live it. Let's believe it. Let's pray. Most holy God, uh, Yes, Lord, Lord, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Please help us to truly believe that, to trust that, to look to you. Lord, um, all too often we rely on ourselves, rely on other people, but the only one we can truly rely on is you, the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, we are sinners in need of a Savior. And I would pray if there's anyone here today who does not know you as their Savior, Lord, open them with your Holy Spirit to being receptive, to inviting you in. Inviting you in to to, to be part of their life, to be central to their life, to be Lord of their life. Lord, let today be today, today. Let today be a new day. Let today be the day, the new birthday, the new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Connecting with Jesus and the new life he offers. Lord, I pray that that each one here would leave here today knowing you as Lord of their life. Please open us to your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, please lead us, guide us, instruct us. We ask these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered here today said, Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.